0: we are back your favorite podcast show of the week this is location weekly it's episode number 507 and we're recording live on tuesday march the 9th uh abriana how are you how you been
1: good i'm doing well um we're about to start like our pollen season here in atlanta so i'm gearing up for that i was feeling a little like you know sinusy yesterday but (laughs) this too shall pass um And yeah, things are just starting to feel a little bit more normal, I think, with like some warmer weather coming and uh, more and more people getting vaccinated and just starting to see numbers go down. So, um, I don't know. I feel encouraged. I'm hopeful. How about you? How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, a little bit of the same. Like, vaccines are starting to roll here. We've got, you know, four vaccines approved now in Canada. and. You know people are you know the clinics are getting set up and at least the the older folks the over 80s are getting you know done this week my dad I think is getting one this week so that's good yeah so there's hope Uh, businesses are starting to reopen the weather's getting better like we're in the 60s and 70s now up here um, you know which is great Um, so yeah you know and and spring training baseball is in full swing so that's always good yeah you know there's not a lot to complain about like I think you know things are good so um, (laughs) yeah hope spring Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah so we've got a good show for you we've got four stories uh, that we wanted to walk through today Um, and then just a quick little update on one of our members uh, got acquired so we'll bring that up at the end as well Um, but uh, yeah I'll let you start us off
1: all right well um you know this is kind of on trend and on theme for what's been going on in the industry but cubic has announced that they are shutting down their sdk uh part of the business and you know we've been hearing a lot about you know backlash that's been happening around location sdks and so they are sunsetting this uh the software and they're replacing it with more of a clean clean room uh kind of like a you know data clean room that's kind of been um, a new trend as well. That's they're you know citing as privacy safe, uh, you know, still allowing data analysis but happening in a more a more secure way. Um, you know, I think they're just citing that that SDKs pose an a risk to uh, well to consumers really, as well as to the the companies and businesses that use them. And so they're just trying to say this is like you know with all the privacy regulations coming on. Um, Apple making technology changes, uh, you know, really cracking down on any cross app data sharing. This is kind of the way that they're, they're moving. So, you know, really, I think this is just the reality of like another location company is seeing the writing on the wall and they really just want to get out of kind of the danger zone before there's a New York Times story written on them that we've seen kind of Lots of those types of stories that are coming out left and right about even good companies, um, you know, some that just get caught in, you know, bad areas or highlighted in a bad way, or some that just maybe, um, you know, are not very privacy uh, focused whatsoever. So I think this is a strong move. It's probably the right thing to start doing, Um, you know, more and more data clean rooms or bunkers, uh, you know, these types of systems are, are being set up. And I think that it's, um, you know, I think it's the way of the the future and and we'll see more and more uh, companies transition to that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I think that, you know, everybody that's in this space uh, like these guys, you know, are in sort of response to Apple's moves and, you know, sort of the expected corresponding moves from Google. And just the where the industry is going overall when it comes to this type of SDK and data uh, privacy and and whatnot, I, I think that like GDPR I think there's a need for um, you know companies to adjust some companies you know will be able to do that and survive and others won't Um, and it seems like they're trying to be proactive they're trying to say hey look you know we agree we don't think you know this is the best approach that we've been taking Um, and uh, so we're gonna sunset this product and we're going to kind of move in a different direction that is you know with the data clean room And, and I think that you know there are many trying to figure out you know how they you know adapt and and, and what the right move is going to be and i think this is is one way to go about it it's certainly one of the trends that we're seeing you know i know companies like xmode and others you know are trying to figure out what they're doing uh, as well and kind of going more to a server to server type of uh, approach and how they it, sort of share you know the data and, and and manage it that way as opposed to being in an sdk in an app Um, You know, so that's, you know, like just another thought process around it. I think the other way that we're starting to see uh, companies, uh, you know, sort of, let's, I'll I'll say replace, you know, the SDK is through a a heavier reliance on IoT based sensors. Um, So, you know, pulling data from whether it's beacons or cameras or you know other types of sensors out there to you know basically get you the same kind of attribution or foot traffic type of data, um, you know I think is interesting. I think that the difference with that obviously is is that it's much harder to. It can give you numbers, but it can't give you um, sort of the ability to match those numbers up necessarily from one business to another. So. Um, i think you still need both but i think uh you know it it will take some time for everybody to kind of figure out you know the path ahead here but uh, i i applaud this move i think it's it's a good uh, positive move for our industry and uh, i expect we'll see more companies you know follow suit so yeah Yeah. all right on to our second story so american eagle uh, the retailer uh, is debuting an ar shopping tool uh, so we've talked a lot on the show uh, the last year, in particular, about the growth of our, uh, augmented reality and virtual reality and kind of where this is going. And so they're launching an AR shopping tool on Snapchat. Uh, it's part of their spring 2021 launch, a uh, campaign called Genes Are Forever. Um, and this was announced uh, as part of a press release about a, a week and a half ago or two weeks ago now. Um, and so the, the idea behind it is they say jeans are always in style, uh, which is obviously a signature you know key product to the American Eagle portfolio. Um, they're always developing new fabrics and fits and washes and all of that, and they want to kind of highlight that uh, as part of you know Spring and their campaign here. And I think it, it, it sort of links up well with an overall trend that we're seeing which is this idea of linking commerce and social uh, and kind of bringing those things together so the ability to not just promote on social but to, to actually shop and buy uh, you know through social platforms like snapchat um, they as part of this campaign they brought in some netflix uh stars uh who i don't know because i'm you know i don't i'm not into this uh, type of stuff but it's, uh chase stokes and madison bailey who are actors in the netflix teen drama outer banks i don't watch that show uh but uh they're headlining this campaign and sort of they're, they're the central characters in it um and so, yeah, I guess, you know, drawing, you know, at that audience, at that demographic, you know, with these types of, of stars and kind of linking that through the social piece of what they're doing here. Uh, so, the, um, yeah, uh, you know, all through Snapchat. Uh, apparently, it's the first of its kind two multi URL 3D shoppable jeans lenses. What, that's a lot of words. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll say that again first of its kind two multi URL. 3D shoppable jeans lens. Don't ask me what that is, um, but basically it's supposed to give users the ability to see a variety of American Eagle jeans in augmented reality using uh, something called the world-facing camera, um, you know, in sort of 3D shoppable ways in, in, through this Snapchat lens. So. A lot going on there. Um, apparently, they photographed this with a mix of cameras, including Polaroid, 16mm, Super 8, and iPhones all kind of coming together. So there's a lot of visual to this. There's a lot of photography and 3D you know, elements to what they put together here. It sounds really cool, really rich. I'm gonna have to go check it out um, and see what that looks like, because uh, it looks like they re- they're they really kind of pushing the boundaries of what you can do on social from the description anyways. But uh, take a look, I and I think, like I said, for me, it's about that sort of growing trend of shoppable social, um, you know, kind of where that's, you know, uh, evolving to. And in this case, the use of AR to, to drive that home.
1: Yeah, um, I like the story a lot. And what I love is the idea of, trying on clothes without having to actually like physically put forth all that effort, (laughs) Um, you know? So I'm gonna try this out. I'm gonna see maybe I need like a new pair of jean shorts for the summer and, you know, maybe I'm just gonna kind of see what this looks like on Snapchat. So I like this idea a lot. Um, And I think that, you know, it is the way of the future and we've seen and heard and talked about different stories where there's different fitting rooms or you measure yourself and input your measurements and then you can use these apps and i think that that's a little bit um you know there's still challenges there right like there's still barriers to doing that or you have to go to a dressing room in a mall that can actually tell you what size you are in different stores like i like the idea of just doing something via social i love that there's the shareability factor there, right? So creating that organic content, being able to share something with your friends, like which shorts should I get or which jeans should I get, um, you know, I think that's a great, a great piece of it, and just being able to shop right there as well, and driving, uh, you know, using that advertising in that, um, in that medium where it's a, it's a true experience, I think is really powerful. So uh, I'm excited about that for sure.
0: There you go. All right. So from there to
1: <laughs> we're gonna go to like a scavenger hunt kind of a thing and um this is really fun so this is uh zoo miami is launching this they've teamed up with a company called freeze tag um to offer this easter egg hunt uh within the zoo obviously and they you they're using an app called event um so event zee and it's basically just using qr codes so you are you know guided through the app and given clues and then when you get to the clue that you find and you know based on that location where that clue is you can scan the qr code and you just move you know throughout the zoo and do this uh, scavenger hunt in essence and then uh, you know participants can obviously like use all these clues solve the challenges and then at the end they complete the hunt and they get this, um, they're eight treat filled eco-friendly eggs. So, you know, some zoo swag and and special treats there. And um, I think they said tickets to like the feeding zoo or petting zoo or something. And so I think this is fun. I mean, we're not talking about anything from a technology standpoint that's groundbreaking or new or or like pushing barriers. But I like the idea of going somewhere and having that extra I don't know, that extra, you know, experience on top of you're already like, you know, seeing animals and things like that. And it's interesting because I actually have a kid-free weekend coming up and I was looking for something fun for my husband and I to do. And I saw, um, you know, we were just thinking about maybe driving down to Augusta and and just checking out a new city. Um, And so I noticed that they have a scavenger hunt that you can do that kind of guides you throughout the different, you know, I guess scenic and historical places that are there within the city, and I thought that's that's a really fun idea. Um, And then here I am sharing the story. So I think there's something to be said about you know just engaging with places through technology, but also you know having more of a plan when you go into a zoo versus just like walking through. So I think this could be really fun, you know, for um, if your kids are a little bit older as a family or you know just a fun date night. Uh, So I like I like it. That's good.
0: Yeah, I think it's fun, too, and I I like that they're sort of thinking about, you know, um, you know, the Easter season here and kind of, you know, creating an experience around that. But I also like the fact that, you know, as it's kind of, you know, go around the, you know, the zoo area, you know, find these different QR codes, engage with this uh, experience. You know, I know these guys, you know, Tag has been around for a while. There, you know, there's a lot of sort of location and GPS-based kind of components built into how their apps work. Um, but, you know, I think one of the cool things about this in our in a COVID time is that this is contactless, right? It's, it's you know, go here, scan this, you know, engage, you know, with the content in that way. Um, and I think that's important, right? And, you know, trying to drive traffic back, creating fun experiences uh, for people to uh, to participate in. So, yeah, I, I like it. And, and to your point, I think it's it's the kind of thing that can can be deployed by so many different industries and verticals and, um, you know, to kind of bring, you know, people back, you know. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I talk about this a lot in retail, but I think anything that's kind of, you know, sort of guest-facing type of experience like this, you know, it is about, you know, creating something that's experiential, right? And I think that's really important because you can buy whatever now on Amazon, right? But you can't go and do this on Amazon, right? And that's never going to be... You know the the sort of something that's there i think um it is about you know creating things for people to do and and to engage with and to have to interact with you know the people and the and the things and the places and the environments around them so i like that and and sort of uh as as you were talking i was also thinking about you know our our story the other week about kind of the rebirth of goala and where that's going to go and i could see you know sort of them playing in this type of space as well uh, as that comes back, you know, sort of into the market later this year. So, yeah, cool. All right, our uh, our final story going over to Japan, and uh, for those who don't know, the LBMA has, uh, you know, a fairly good size operation in uh, in the Japanese market there, with a, a local chapter based in Tokyo, uh, and uh, the retailer, luxury retailer Cole Han. Uh, has launched a new store they called Grand Shop, uh, which is on Cat Street in the Harajuku uh, neighborhood, which is kind of like one of the hipster, you know, high fashion sort of areas of, uh, of Tokyo. And um, yeah, they, you know, they really are, you know, it, it's, it's a super high end sort of experiential, you know, speaking to what I just said type of uh, retail experience and so it's called grand shop it's their flagship store there Uh, it's a two-level store featuring all sorts of high-tech uh components to it Uh, it's got a second floor window that integrates with a transparent led screen that illuminates uh, cat street at night It's got two screens that highlight Kohan technology and innovations, it's got QR codes throughout the store that you you can scan and have interactive elements going on with their products and and their brand. Uh, There's a selfie station in the store uh, with an illuminated mirror that directs visitors to what they call blaze trails and shatter boundaries. you know, and so the, and they've got this whole sort of um, campaign going, you know, on social and in the store, you know, with these sort of quotes in both English and Japanese, uh, such as take courage, leave directions, um, you know, and the the hashtag for their campaign is called hashtag write new rules. Um, so they're really kind of, you know, trying to connect with people, trying to create experiences, you know, that link the brand to uh values that they you know they see important and they're using a lot of tech to to really you know like the eventsy stuff with the miami zoo you know sort of create those ways for people to actually interact and participate in the brand so i think it's really it's a really great expression of location-based engagement and interaction uh in in a number of different ways so what are your thoughts
1: yeah this reminds Reminds me of um, another store we had with a couture brand. It was, I think, it was Dolce and Gabbana that had, uh, you know, done some similar, uh, some similar type of, you know, technology and interaction in their store. And I believe it was in Tokyo as well. But I think this is great. Like, what I what I love about this is that Koolhan is not really an edgy brand, right? It's something that's a little bit more traditional. And I think that they're trying to re- just remain relevant, right? And like have that um that edge with connecting with a younger demographic that likely is connecting with technology a lot more um maybe than some of the others and um and from what i hear they have very comfortable shoes so <laughs> uh i think this is I, I think it's good like i i like the idea of just you know create again creating an experience right this is experiential it's more than just shopping you're not just going to you know, target to pick up a new t shirt, like you are getting a full on immersion. And and there's lots of things that you can uh, enjoy within the store, as well as there's the component of like the selfie where you're sharing it or, you know, sharing that experience out and, and creating organic content again, um, you know, as a brand, which I think is really important. So it's good.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, like, I like that they're trying to sort of also link their brand with, you know, sort of, um, you know, a celebrity aspect to it. Sort of like, you know, these people that I don't know from the Netflix show Outer Banks because I don't watch it. But, you know, like they're, you know, I think a lot of these brands are trying to sort of, you know, associate with uh, you know, different voices, right, that I think will resonate with the demographic that they're going after. So, they also mentioned in this that they've uh, teamed up with a guy named Hassan Minhaj um, to create uh, the Kolhan ex Hassan Minhaj Grand Pro Rally Court sneaker. Uh, so, he's an Indian American comedian. Um, that apparently is known on in, you know in that circuit, I guess, uh, in creating a cool sneaker. It's funny. I was watching a just flipping channels the other night and watching you know uh, one of those shows about you know sneaker shopping with celebrities, and um, yeah, they were uh, they were they were hanging out with you know some ex-NBAers and things like this, and kind of going to like high-end sneaker shops and you know dropping like you know ten thousand dollars on you know four pairs of sneakers and these kinds of things so it was kind of interesting but like to talk about some of those celebrity collaborations of designing you know you know the the Jordans or the you know Pippins or the whatever's um, you know that go on and so I, I like that they're doing collaborations too with you know comedians and you know people of color and uh, and all sorts of things like that which I think are, are really interesting um, you know to see so good on good on Kohan, uh, for doing that and, and a cool story about kind of all the tech that they've packed into this uh, into this new flagship store um, and just one last thing I wanted to mention um, and uh, so w- one of the companies we've been working with for a number of years here at the LBMA is a company called Radius 8 uh, they're well known in sort of that um, you know, local content optimization sort of fit into that SEO, SEM space uh, as well. Um, And so they uh, have just been acquired by Fiserv. um, And I don't have any details on the numbers or anything like that, but just congratulations to, uh, you know, to Harlan and uh, Sandeep and the rest of the team over there on that uh, on that acquisition. I'm sure that's that's a big, uh, a big move for them um, to become part of something like Fiserv. And, you know, we just wish them well and continued success in in what they've been doing. So,
1: yes, for sure. We look forward to hearing more. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. So that's it. That's our show for this week. Uh, You've been listening to episode number 507 of Location Weekly. We thank you for your time. As always, uh, please reach out to us if you have story ideas, uh, feedback for us. Uh, give us some love on uh, whichever channel you're consuming this on um, or on social media. And uh, we'll be back next week, of course, with another show. Thanks. Take care. Bye. Bye.